stop it. Episode 102, and it's me, Gary P, and of course, the prof, Carl Riley. Hello there. So, we have two games to talk about. We have the home wins over Drada and Warford, and then on to Bowles on Friday. It's a big one, prof. Every fucking derby is the big one. Uh, we've also got an interview with Mark Keaton, and another question from the East End quarterfinal between Sean Callan and Pico Lopez, and of course, we are still sponsored by the lovely, lovely Camille Toy Tala, and they are available for takeaways, walk-ins, any day of the week. And the Tifty's meal deal is ten euro. It is a main and a drink. It's only gorgeous. Feel free to join me on Friday. Pretty much, don't leave me all by my lonesome. Yeah, well, he'll need a hand being rolled up the stage yeah. to the stadium. That's why I'm asking actually. Yeah. I just need a hand. So they are still available. So that is Camille Talat Toy Takeaway in uh, the village, the old Extra Vision, as it was. So we're not Johnny Blues today, Prof. We are back in your lair. Yep. You're always intrigued by my lair. And obviously I was staring at my books. Yeah, there's a there's a massive amount of books. I'm just looking for like the trap door to where all the bodies are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's impressive, all right. I think you have every League of Ireland book ever. That's not even an exaggeration. I, I'm pretty sure it's every league bar and book ever. Actually, I, the I've truth. made a point to collect all of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the reason we're not in Johnny Blues is uh, the roof has been compromised. Yeah, does uh, I think it's just the rain got in or uh, something anyway. But we we're getting a new roof in Johnny Blues, and uh, it's gonna be sponsored by JC himself, Rod Stewart. So my dad has decided to get uh, John in himself. So John, as you know, is a builder and carpenter. So if, uh, if you need any work done, John is your main man. John was telling me about this. And I'll cheap plug for JC there. He was telling me about this work on the roof. And uh, it was him, your dad, John, and his brother, Alex. Jesus And Christ. the way he described this was something like out of a sitcom. They right. were smacking each other around. I'm, guess- well, I'm, what? <laughs> I'm guessing my dad had just shorts on. <laughs> Same with Alex You can imagine yeah. the two of them yeah, Ripping the place apart The way you described it I was needed Just the sound effects And the laughter track Working on this roof With Johnny Blues By the way Can you imagine If we had got Aaron McIndiff Killed I know yeah it, Like It could have happened The rise and fall Of Taylor from East Ham Would have happened Earlier than we expected I reckon I'd have Probably just killed you On the spot <laughs> And then blamed The roof Co- yeah. Cover on over Cover it up Yeah but uh, yeah, no. So that's it, JC, for all your building needs. So uh, Johnny Blue's roof will now be sponsored by John Connolly forever. So our big show last week we Aaron McAniff in Johnny Blue's. He survives the potential uh, death blow of a fallen roof. Crumlin's on. Crumlin's on. Aaron McAniff. He was great, wasn't he? Ah, he's great. Johnny so, Blue offered to uh, stitch his trousers for him. I think what, what's the first thing he said to him? I think Aaron says, "How are you doing?" And he goes, "How about you?" I was just like, oh, that, please. 
As bad as I was, it wasn't as bad as when he asked Adam Manis what his favourite GAA team is. <laughs> oh, the look in your seriously, brother, the look in your brother's face when he asked that. He want, he wanted the ground to swallow him up. Dying and so <laughs> I can't remember what Big Al said. I think he said much. I think I interrupted. Uh, uh, yeah, so Big Aaron, and um, he he was great. His his stress sense is getting absolutely hammered. That's true. It was dressed in the dark. I think he jumped off the the bunk bed to get into them jeans that were sprayed on painted on <laughs> uh, yeah so Big Aaron was in and it was a popular episode so uh, we're going to begin a new podcast feature next week the Shark Rovers best 11 me and Prof been mulling this over for a while now which way we're going to go about it so we're going to get a different person for each position so and each era so before and after Milltown to give us a short list of four so next week we'll be interviewing two fans one will tell us who they think are the best four goalkeepers up until 87 and another will give us their best four after that year so then we'll put it to a vote on Rovers chat and we'll keep doing that week after week until the best 11 from the two eras is chosen and we've been We've been talking about this for a while, haven't we? And how we were going to do it, what way we were going to do it, how we are going to decide on shortlists, who we do it. Um, we, only recently we we decided to get fans to do a shortlist, which is probably... I mean, we, we rattled off the names of the people we want to pick the players straight away. Yeah, That, that was the easiest part. That wasn't difficult at all. Yeah, the, the idea is like, rather than give, letting one person choose the whole team or whatever, let you know the smart people who have been around the block choose... Short list, and then put that online. Even though the maxi doesn't work, as we know, but we will put it on up to a vote on Robert's chat in the end. Very interesting and, list. Uh, now. Sparking wild debates, possibly this could. Yeah, definitely will spark debate. We've got two great characters to start with for the goalkeeper position, so we'll air we'll air that on Thursday week, and then the poll will go up on Monday. So that'll be the pattern. There'll be discussion on Thursday, poll on Monday, and then we keep going like that. We'll let it sit and. Um, Simmer with you for the weekend, and then you can get your your vote out on the Monday. So we Paddy Daly, Milltown stalwart, <coughs> put this up on Rover Chat a few days ago. Ray Kyo passed away last night. A good Milltown man uh, made his debut for us around 1959-60. Ray continued to attend Rovers games until recently when he became ill. Con Murphy recently did a brilliant feature about Ray and the Greatest League in the World podcast. So uh, rest in peace, Ray, and condolences to all his family. So we beat Drogheda 4 0 in the second round of the FAI Cuff. Prof. Uh, team was Bulger, McInef, and Burke all came back in, had been rested for Waterford away. And we seem to have a lot of strength and depth nowadays, don't we? Our Look, bench yeah. options are much better. Uh, we got rid of Joel, Bone, and Dylan, and we brought mm. in Farouk. Well, Farouk, you can't really count at the moment, but we brought in like Lafferty's another one now. We brought in, we, we made some, with Gary O'Neill making an instant impact, we've made some brilliant signings. Funny enough, if you look at the Waterford bench on Tuesday, Mikey O'Connor and Sam Bone, that like represents the old era of not good enough for a league title yeah. category of players we used to sign. But now we can look at our bench and think they could they could propel us to a league title as regards to the quality that we have all around mm. in the squad. And it's it's been a while since we've had a really, really fantastic squad instead of a forced eleven. And mm. I think for the first time in a long time I looked at the Dundalk Force 11 and I thought to myself ours is better I'd say maybe one or two of the team would only get into ours so yeah. it's been a while since we could think like that but the build up to the game and we had Chef Ray and his curry was back prof did you sample it I did indeed uh, 
he, he would not him or his dad would not confirm how much paprika was on it uh, protest dirty it, protest but it was <laughs> but it was tasty as always yeah as always very very tasty from the Whelans and um, RT News reporter and proud hoop Samantha Libreri brought her son to a Rovers game for the first time so the debut was made and uh, congrats to the young man and Samantha's steeped in Rovers history I believe yeah the Libreri family sponsor Ronald Finn every season I so do I saw that I wonder where they got the name Finn from for her son <laughs> yeah. love it she love said it. she said she loved uh, Meryl's ad for extra.ie did you see that one yeah dude I saw it was very good actually yeah. it was, was alright actually you know yeah. seemed scripted to me So as an experienced person in the advertising game what was your opinion uh, you know could step it up a bit there Meryl maybe you know I don't know it was better than the Shells Balls one I think IB was better to be honest but listen what, what, <laughs> what do I know did you see the Shells Balls I, one I loved that Really? I thought it was brilliant. Why did people, people think that was terrible? I didn't hate it. That was it. Needle. That was like... I didn't hate it. I just thought it was a bit cringy at times. Oh, I, did, I, I don't know. I suppose if you're a Bowser Shells fan, then you like it. I thought so, they so all made good, valid it. points. Like It was yeah. it was good. Apparently your man, the Shells guy, yeah. got fucked out of the ground during that game. <laughs> no, I liked it. But, yeah, good old Mero. At WS, WTS yeah, pod. Available. Good old, old Mero, I'd say... All right, all Meryl. Available on all platforms, as he said about seven times in our show. I don't know about all platforms, Prof. Maybe <laughs> the, uh, a few. Yeah. The guy, the guy, the guy with the draw accent is like. Oh my god! Uh, no millionaires here. Oh man, I was just like, t- take the. T- oh, I don't know. It's some accent, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Dan Lafferty, we announced him a few hours before kickoff, and. Uh, by all accounts he had a good game so we'll, we'll talk about him in a little while but uh, kind of came out, of out of blue out of nowhere that sign yeah we're, we're expecting somebody else who were we expecting somebody else expect the sign but that was a that was it's a nice little sign apparently he was, he was swayed by our, our style of football yeah he was a chance viewing of our game against Derry he was there and then he got onto his agent said any chance here no and way just like that it happened he was he was training with Bolton and he was possibly going to sign there yeah I don't know what happened to Bolton in the end but um. Yeah. So that's a very good sign. He's yeah. he's thirty years old. Thirteen caps for Northern Ireland. Yeah. Over one hundred fifty league appearances in England. Promoted twice with with uh, two teams to the champ to the yeah. Premier League. So that was it. Was Ender Stevens keeping him out of the team at Sheffield United? Yeah. And he'll wear the number seventeen shirt. My favorite number, girl. Yeah, seventeen. I was only thinking there. Who else had that? Who else wore that? Well, it was Joel last year. Joel, this year and yeah. last year and before that, it was Simon Madden. Yeah, so that is our most recent signings. I can see it being a for the for the foreseeable, to be honest. Interesting bit of trivia he provided there in his interview as well. He, uh, Ronald Fame was on trial at Burnley in 2013. Right. Which maybe I knew at the time. I don't. Yeah, I don't, think I remember, don't remember that. that. Yeah. But uh, so Finner actually stayed in Nafferty's house for a night. He's over there, and Daniel has a fake Instagram account. I saw that. Some weird, weird. Some weird. I was putting photos of him, even him at his wedding. Strange, wasn't it? I think I followed them actually. <laughs> Is that the fake one? Yeah. There's only five photos on it. Something like that. Yeah, it's weird. And he was slagging balls or something. Everyone was like, "Oh, this guy's great," but no, it's actually not him. It's not him. Yeah. yeah. It's strange how they're doing that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, minutes applause as well <laughs> for Michael Locker Davis, the former Bray and Cavatini kit man. So uh, our condolences go to friends and family. Of Michael Locker Davis, bit of a legend in the game. Seemed to yeah. everybody coming out of woodwork to League of Ireland stalwart. Yeah, with a story. Uh, as Locker, just on the cup build up. Uh, 
McCurran's got his catchphrase in, of course, in the of bar. Course. You got the old, love to win the cup. John Connolly, we mentioned earlier. I love the he- the face <sighs> on John with this sign. I know, I know, I know the sign isn't too popular, but I love the face. He just lofts it up above his head and he's a big childish grin on, you know, I, I yeah. love it. We, we need to get the sign off. Him. He softens the blow of the, of the, the inevitable... Heartbreak of the sign Gary this sign could scupper the cup Oh man I, I think it's brilliant Need to get that And he showed me a picture Some other lad Has it in his window as well Up for the cup so It goes into the porch window Every, yeah. every time Um, Yeah so we move on To the first half chances Prof First half chances Yeah uh, Berkey cracked the crossbar From Over 30 yards I would say it was Absolute cracker of a shot Wasn't yeah. it would have been goal of the season then Tala anyway I don't know if it would have been good as Green or as one but uh, Berkey came close another couple of times he flashed another couple of shots wide you can see how eager he was to get his first goal in his, his second spell if anything he's trying too hard to score oh no and uh, we had one cleared off the line as well Drahada did get in on goal once and they had a penalty claim not sure if it was a pen or not but that was that's pretty much their Best, oh, no, I didn't, think, I didn't think it was a penalty to be honest mm. it would have been soft if we if it was given but uh, that, that's it for the first half no goals and with Gary O'Neill on for Eden Boyle he'd never played there before Eden Boyle got the hook as they say prof he got the hook gave the ball away in a stupid area your own towards a mortal sin I think the that's what away. led to the penalty to, kind yeah, it, it did yeah that's what it was exactly what it was yeah. you can't fuck around there in the cup I think Brad's saw that and thought not a chance am I going through this shit again <laughs> No, a chance. He made some bad errors in Waterford, especially as well. And uh, it's just it's become more noticeable in recent weeks. I find it's just because we're the rest of the team are so more technically fantastic on the ball, and we they they could knock it around so easy. He just he lacks in that department, like as in mm. not being able to pass the ball. And at the same time, let's not get on his back either, because I'm not definitely not. It's it was, just an observation. I don't mean us. I'm talking about. After the game on Tuesday night, it got to the point where before Boyle would even try and cross the ball, you could hear the groans and the fans. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I mean, let's not shit on him because, I mean, if Joey's not fit, we, He's there. we, we might need Ethan Boyle. If we're trying to win a cup here, mm. he is our player, so let's support him. Uh, definitely. But, um, like we said, um, the goal came from uh, Jack Bourne cross, cleared, then Jack Bourne scooped it up again, and a pinpoint precision assist from Jacko on the 20 yeah. assists this season I've heard I saw that figure can uh, you name anyone that has ever had that many assists for us Messi as in <laughs> like that's nuts and it's probably true because I'm thinking back now and you can't even think that many there was so many like it was it's 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 amazing first I heard 12 I think it might have been sorry to out you McDerry but I think it was you who said 12 I was like no way is it 12 oh, I, think, I think you had 12 even by the start of July. He could have. He's he's been phenomenal. He is the yeah. assist. I'm trying to think of something else with A here. The assist assassin. Well, well, well you think of that. Uh, I liked Gary O'Neill's gift celebration. He just turns around, a very smug carry man. <laughs> very <laughs> smug aren't they all smug? <laughs> Aaron Green as well, two nil. Uh, very sharp on the box with a right footed rebound finish and uh, good to see him scoring these kind of goals poachers goals very, and with his right foot as well <coughs> looking the happiest man on earth to be burying that one so that's 12 goals in all competitions 5 of those in August so he's red hot he's gunning <coughs> for player of the month he'll get Rovers but it'll be a tough one to 
to scoop up the the league's player. And we are McInef, 13 minutes later, with a lovely, mm. lovely finish and an evasive little run and yeah. uh, skipping in and out of defenders and burying it at the front post with uh, Aaron Mack continuing his good form on from Johnny Blues. Continuing our good form. Our good form, yeah, that's, that's an assist. Do we get the assist player, money for this? Anytime a player appears in Johnny Blues, they just score that week. They, are they assist bonuses there? Like, I mean, we should be getting something out of this. We must contact the uh, media officer, Shemar Gowers, <laughs> yeah. about this. Um, 87 minutes, we have Cavo and, and this is a great goal. Great and team. How, move, yeah. It only took like three, like two passes to get up the field. Like Finner has that mm. ability to, to just have those, those darting runs. And I'll, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do with them in our starting 11s and predictions in a while. Um, 87 minutes in, and then Greener with fantastic vision on the right hand mm. side, squared and then buried by Sean Kavanagh. Cavo ran was, 70 yards. Uh, that he was ecstatic, absolutely ecstatic to knock <laughs> this one home. So. This Great. was this was vintage extra that I. Ah, we we, we just uh, that, that was a great goal though. It really was. It was lovely to watch. So that was it. And uh, four nil through the next round, prof. Just happy, happy with that. Just now in the crowd, it happened again. We knew it would happen. Can we? Do you know what? Let's not even bother. No, no, in the crowd anymore. <coughs> Let's not bother. There's nothing we can do. People are fickle. They look at the cup and they think, ah, I'll wait till the next round. Let's not even bother talking about it anymore. We we know we're going to be there. They're looking at who we're playing. If that had been a top four team in the cup, they would have gone. Why do they do that? Can you I explain? We can't explain, so let's not even bother talking about they it. They are cup snobs. No, yeah, cup it's, it's in general. Look at UCD games in the home in mm. the Premier League, in Premier Division. We just yeah. we can't put our finger on it, so we won't bother. So and we'll just frustrate ourselves yeah. talking about it. Carol Curran was kind of trolling people. Watch us get over 5,000 on Friday. Oh, I know. Carl Kearns was trolling people in Robert's chat saying like I saw that, yeah. if you don't Definitely if you Sherry's involved there. If you don't uh you don't have tickets to these early rounds, you shouldn't be allowed into the final or something. Definitely if you yeah. Sherry's involved. I know he's winding people up. But as he said when he was on our show Go to the Jesus games. Go How to hard the is that? Jesus games, yeah. But like <coughs> fair enough, there can be excuses. But there are people out there who look at the opponent and they go, nah, I'll skip this one. No, that's not good enough, in my opinion. Yeah. I'll wait till the semi-finals. Yeah. Wait for the scramble <coughs> for tickets. Um, yeah. Ulgers, by the way, had a message at the start of the game to their St. Gallen friends. Yeah, I don't know what it was about. Um, I got the pronunciation, I got the translation, and he goes, keep the head up, Benny and somebody else. Mm. I don't know the full story behind it. Um, any Ulgers out there want to nab me and the prof, let us know be pretty cool to talk about it. Uh, the South Dublin Civil Service or Civil Defence tweet even our fire fighting abilities would not have been able to stop Shamrock Rovers blazing into the next round of the cup. Well done lads. So they're a uh, big fan of our style of play. Yeah we kind of made amends for last year. Still a debacle though. Last year against Drada. Yeah. Some people getting the green ribbons out already. No. People need to calm down. Yes. Calm down. Very much so. I'm talking yeah. about people with certain signs that they like to hold <laughs> loft above their heads. Who fix roofs on podcast layers. Yes. Love you, JC. Uh, yeah, so um, we're going to move on now and we have a bit of an elusive character coming up next. And uh, we have Mark Keaton. Okay, we're here with uh, Mark Keaton. So first question I have for you, how did you get into following Robbers and do you remember what your first game was? I do indeed. <clears throat> 
Fourth, I'd like to apologise not torn enough for the hundredth episode, <laughs> as uh, normally Sunday's a family day for us. Um, fourth time I went to Rovers was the cup final in '87. Um, a friend of mine, Barney, brought me. I was 15 years of age. And uh, is this Barney Senior? No, 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 n- nothing to do with them people at all. Barney Keegan um, right. from Ballyfermot. Um, yeah, I always remember we Rovers used to meet back in the day in O'Connell Street and march up up to Daly Mount. And uh, obviously the force memories of us, half time on the pitch, cram keep rovers at Milltown, the banners going around and joining in with that kind of stuff and then fell in love with it and that was it. Even though we come from a stronghold of Pats fans uh, earlier. So. That actually was my next question. Have you ever seen Shamrock Rovers win an FAI Cup? Because obviously we're playing in the second round tonight. <laughs> I have and I've obviously seen us lose one too. Two, I've seen us lose a couple of them actually. Um, yeah. Yes, look, I was 15 years of age. The hype of going to a Rovers game was unbelievable. The crowds was massive, and uh, yeah, just kicked out from there. Now, and now, nowadays, I do bring my son to the game, so he loves it too now. So aside from '87, best and worst memories of the cup? Playing dirty in Talca Park was a bad one. You know, a lot of stuff. Players didn't stay in the hotel over the night before. All that stuff, you know, no professionalism with Buckley at the time and uh, that kind of probably kicked onto the pitching you know that's mm-hmm. I remember actually me Jason Maloney and a few others after the cup final we stayed out for a couple of days on the beer and I always remember my mother saying geez how long would you stay out for if you had won it so yeah that kind of stuff you, you'll always remember you know uh, your favourite ever Rovers player is pre and post Tala you mean before Tala well, obviously Paddy McCourt was some player. Um, I always remember his first game for hours. We went down to Sligo to watch a friendly. And Roddy had come into the pub and he hadn't got a price of sandwiches for the team. And the grass wasn't even cut in Sligo that day. And he says, watch this lad. He's a wizard, he says. He'll come good. And boy, God, he came good, didn't he? <laughs> um, yeah, McCourt. Is, and then he went to Celtic, which is obviously one of my other favourite teams. And uh, it was great to see him in the green and white hoops with them too. So what about since Tata, who'd be your favourite player? Obviously Twiggy um, and stuff like that. Um, unbelievable player. Another fella we went to see, first game was out in Bray that night. And I always remember Maloney saying, What the fuck are you signing this fella for? He's playing brutal. <laughs> but that was Jason all the time anyway. But um, yeah, Twiggy came good, didn't he? And... Uh, he certainly knew how to score against balls. Right, so this this is not members' corner today, but I do have a members-related question for you, and that is, I want to know your opinion on the potential Dermot Desmond takeover. It's Gary Parsons' golf partner. Gary Parsons can play golf? No, no, it's a joke. <laughs> um, you know, if it brings the club forward money-wise, and look at Dermot's a shrewd businessman, and he's not in it for nothing. He's not going to put his money in something for nothing. He's lots of different businesses. Um, it's just probably one of those little things that he throws out there. And maybe it works out. Maybe future star of Rovers end up playing for Celtic somewhere along the line, Champions League or something like that. So how do you look back on there? Are your Europa League campaign, some brilliant couple of wins there, really enjoyable nights? Oh, yeah, it brought the buzz back, um, especially the crowds. The South Stand was hopping. Um, unbelievable to have that kind of thing back yeah we nearly won you know we nearly got through and stuff like that but 
that's this club, isn't it? Nearly, nearly, nearly. So give us your overall thoughts on Stephen Bradley's reign as manager so far. Well, I'll always remember Bradley as a player. And he missed that penal um, against... Sporting Finger. Exactly. And I think the ball is up in Lochtay, up in the mountains there now. Jason Burns' ball as well. Exactly, Jason's is up there, and I do a bit of cycling up around the mountains, so we did have a look for him one day, we couldn't find it. Um, yeah, Bradley, look, at, he's, he's a young, hungry manager, you know. Rovers is like a top team in the Premiership. The fans sometimes don't let a manager settle, they want results now. And after O'Neill went, should look at the couple of other managers that have been in before him, so, you know. Um, one of Bradley's signings uh, this time a year ago was Aaron Green. So, cast your mind back to that day in the 2012 Leicester Senior Cup final. <laughs> How did I know that question was going to come? We were sitting, um, apparently we were playing Patsy Roy in the Cup. Um, and a good friend of mine would have been involved in Ed Sol. And it uh, turns out he was having a stinker, man. And I let a roar him on the pitch that time. I said, hurry the fuck up. We don't want fucking extra 30 minutes here. And he scored and he went straight over to me as if to say, fuck you. And I said, thank fuck for that. <laughs> but it was, a, uh, it was a horrible game. They're teams you should be beating comfortably, you know. Um, yeah, Greener, he moved on and then he came back. So um, I'm looking fair play to him. He's um, after coming into a bit of goal scoring form now. Um, you know, people are saying he couldn't hear the barn door. He missed some easier chances than stuff that he has been scoring. His two goals with Mike Watford. You know, he took them while I was down there. Yeah, the lob was very good. Um, it will remind you of when we beat Derry here when I think it was Ron Ricketts lobbed the, lobbed the goalkeeper to Derry yeah. when we went on to win the league that year. So that was the kind of, yeah, remember that kind of thing. Another question comes in from Jason Maloney. He says, do you have any stories about collecting players from the airport, Robert's players? I sure do, and Maloney would remember it well because he'd be texting me and stuff like that. Um, I was supposed to collect Ryan Thompson, I think it was, um, on a flight, and his flight wasn't until the next day. And I'm standing there in Dublin Airport, opening Terminal 2, with a placard with Shamrock Rovers on it, so he'd know where he was going. Yeah? <laughs> and I stood there for two and a half hours watching the flight. I rang Rochi, I says, Rochi. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> he says, he's supposed to be on that flight, the cabbage, he says. And he never turned up, he says, he's on the next flight. He says, not, he's not on the next flight till tomorrow. I said, well, I'm out here. But I never collected him. He got someone else to collect him then the next time. Um, I remember I had to bring Michael O'Connor. Uh, he, was, he was signing for, um, obviously, Pony. Well, he thought he was. And... I rang a, a friend of mine, a football agent, and I goes, I was telling him, Mr. Matter dropping that young O'Connor out to the airport. He says, He'd be home within six months. I'm telling you, he's a disaster. No club wants him whatsoever. And since then, I was sitting in the house one day, and uh, just the phone rang, and I seen his name coming. I said, What's wrong with this lad? He says, Any chance for a lift to the airport? And I says, What's wrong with you? And he says, Would you bring me to the airport for 15 euros? Well, he says, well, where are you going? He says, I need to get to Dundalk and I have no bank card. I says, buddy, listen, nobody gets to the airport for 15 euros. <laughs> I says, get the coach. You probably have to get to Dundalk then as well. My girlfriend has my bank card. He was the biggest chance I ever met in my life. <laughs> That's Michael O'Connor for you, yeah? Since then, I haven't heard him, thank God.
And the last question comes from Gary. He told me to ask you, has Pissy Mary ever been to a game? <laughs> Gary obviously loves Pissy Mary, which is uh, a thing I, I would do. Well, I'm not on Facebook anymore, um, but Instagram, which is a, a face of a little granny. And uh, <laughs> and he just put on a, a little voice. Um, Hello? Is that Gary Parsons, is it? So that's Gary loves Pissy Mary, but Pissy Mary will not make an appearance at Shamrock Rovers, hopefully not. So we have uh, Mark Keaton, uh, Ballier, born and bred, very Ballier, controversial Ballier, figure yeah. at times. Yeah. Oh, Pissy Mary, what? Oh, yeah. I need to hear more of this Pissy Mary. <laughs> Just watch his Instagram. <laughs> All it is is him doing, him cycling, <coughs> Pissy Mary. It's dogs. It's actually quite funny. It's quite funny. So get, keep an eye on his Instagram. Go out, pissy Mary. I was asking Mabel for questions, and um, one thing I should have asked him, but I'm blaming everybody else for not telling me. But it was actually him who provided the pony yeah. for the 2010 FBI Cup final. And uh, that came up in the Pines after the game against Drogheda. Uh, Pauline Wilson was there. And she was talking about, and I was like, it's a bleeding pony. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't even a horse. <laughs> Get a big white stallion for the for the next yeah. one. So, uh, yeah, that was good, Al Mark. Yeah. And, um, also liked how he compared Greener's lob against Waterford to the Rohan Ricketts lob against Derry. Ooh, not a bad show. That was a nice callback. Not a bad show, I think. Twiggy used to hmm. lob, his lobs, he used to like them with the top of his toes, the top of his foot, didn't he? Was Rohan's with the side of his foot or the top? I think it was a side foot. I think foot. it was a side foot. Yeah. And Twiggy used to like the old deft mm. left foot, top of the foot lob. Um, I think yeah. Mark Eden will have to sponsor Greener next season if yeah. things keep going the way they are. Yeah, good pals, good pals. Hopefully he picks him up in his taxi. <laughs> so the classified check on the FAA Cup second round with Patrick Flynn. Classified results from the FAI Cup. UCD 3... St. Patrick's Athletic Retirement Home for Ex-Rovers Players 1 Derry City 2 Dundalk 3 After Extra Time Galway United 1 Cork City 0 Bohemians Poetry Singing Dancing and Sometimes Football Club 1 Longford Town 1 Bohemians Poetry Singing Dancing and Sometimes Football Club Go Through on Penos The Mighty Shamrock Rovers 4 Drogheda United 0 Glengad 0 Waterford 2 Robbie Williams 6 Limerick 2 Crumlin United 3 Lucan United 1 Yeah so uh, there's a results there in the cup provided by Mr Flynn uh, Sligo game here mm. Let's just uh, talk about the first half alone 4 goals a missed penalty and 2 red cards Is there I mean in 45 minutes is there anything we can say? We we know what goes on there. It's it's insane. It's insane. Go to two minutes forty seconds, right? Watch what the Limerick player does. Go to two minutes and forty seconds on that. Watch what he does. Look at the pass that guy plays. Go to the very last goal. I think it's the sixth goal. Watch the number six, Blondie guy, Robbie Williams. Watch what he does for the goal. Seriously, there is. It's it's unbelievable. Just watch it. It's hilarious. The defending is comical. But um, as for the other results, at one stage Dundalk and Bowes were in danger of going out. Bowes squeaked through on a penalty shootout at home to Longford. 
For some reason, Lee Stacey, the, the Longford keeper, took their sixth penalty. He wanted to hammer it home and do it. Yeah. Sick. I was sick. And he missed the penalty in, in normal time. Sam Braden cut yeah, the post. Yeah, yeah, The dock were taking extra time by Derry. I was, what, I was actually... What was, I watched the end of that game on Scorelive. And uh, they just fucking nipped one at the end. It's disgusting. So, unfortunate. I was just going to say as well, I don't really enjoy these cup games because there's just too much at stake. And even the draw is nerve-wracking. Even like getting up at half eight in the Monday morning. I was more nervous for that draw than I was for <sighs> half the league games this season. No. It's just, it, it leaves that with a ball <clears throat> in your stomach. Yeah, so the draw anyway, Prof, half eight, Monday morning. And we were drawing Galway at home. And it is uh, not exactly the, the a favourable draw. You know, away games are tough. We went there and draw. In terms of piss up, it's the best draw. Oh, I tell you what, it's gonna be probably that and Derry, that and Derry, my favourite trips. Then Sligo, they were drawn at home to UCD. Waterford were drawn at home to Dundalk, and Crumlin United were drawn at home to Bowes. So that's gonna be moved. That won't be an Armagh road. <coughs> I'd say it'd be in Richmond with their affiliation yeah. to Pats, and uh, I'll be heading down anyway. If it doesn't clash with our game, it's possibly gonna be on a Sunday because that's when Crumlin play their games. I'd say it'd be on a Sunday. Just going into that draw, actually. Once again, absolute debacle by the FEI. These FEI could qualify on dates. September 6th, Yeah, but you know what we should do eight. now? We should say when they do something good, because that's so rare. Yeah. And just presume everything is fucking a shit house, <laughs> shit show, you know, just... Just go with that. The bleeding Scottish Caramel Wafer Cup, or whatever the hell it's called. The dates for, for Bohemians and Waterford are on the same... Dates as these quarterfinal games, and we have an under 21s game on the Thursday before, so that ruled out Tata Stadium. So yeah. we couldn't have played at home. Bowles and Waterford can play these two competitive games it's a shambles. the same weekend. From what I'm hearing from the Crumlin campus, that's moved. Bowles game is definitely moved. <sighs> it's a shambles. How can they let this go on without repercussions or anyone being sanctioned or pulled for it? Saying, Listen, mm. what the <clears throat> fuck is going on here? Did you see Robert's letter to the FBI? No, no. Yeah, it's called FEI a toxic brand. Oh, wow. Really? Strong words. Signed who? Who signed off on that one? Well, the club. The club. SRFC, baby. So that's the draw, and um, everybody is running a bus at this stage. Even the uh, junior hoops. The junior hoops are having their debut. Tifties are back on the road. Gary Twig's back on the road. The Wack Express is on the road. We're looking at big numbers here, Prof. So, um more to come on our post so get in touch on our Instagram our Twitter seats are being taken up like hotcakes the return of Tommy Kelly to Galway yeah he'd be happy with a replay wouldn't he he'd be happy with a replay <laughs> extra time <coughs> uh, I probably think he'd be in 30 um, do you know who should drive the, the, the Junior Hoops bus Alex yeah possibly yeah the, the most um, PC driver out of them all possibly <laughs> By the way, actually do you know what I don't think so because Remember the last time we were talking to him at the service station? I was like, listen, do you mind if we take an Altair and just whip this flu out? And he's just pissing all over the wheel. I was like, just going to wait till you, till you finish. And the second thought, scratch that idea <laughs> about the junior hoops because, you know. Court cases and things um, like that. Yeah. By the way, last week, uh, I was meant to play an old clip. Do you remember when we uh, did an interview with Alex? Yeah. And we got it translated. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so we're going to play it now instead. I know Farky is sitting at home giving out to me because he hates time travel 
an old clips, but I don't care. Time travel. Here's when we interviewed Alex last season. The only thing I missed there from driving down was Alex. Uh, yeah, good old Alex. Alex the bus driver. Alex the bus driver. So um, I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to rattle off an interview we did with him. So we did an interview with Alex the bus driver on the way home in Cork last week, but we couldn't air it until we had it translated. So yeah. this is Alex and our Scottish correspondent Hamish McTominay. Right, so we're on the way home from Cork, and it's a one nil loss, and we have Alex the bus driver. So Alex, tell us when you started driving. When I started driving, yeah. when Adam wore a kilt, yeah. <laughs> I started driving 1972. When I started driving, when Adam wore a kilt, I started to drive in 1972. So you're a long time, Adam. Um, what about, whereabouts in Scotland are you from? I'm from a quaint village called Glasgow. I'm from a quaint village called Glasgow, where the kiss was invented. Right, so you obviously have to have one team, so what team is that? Well, football, I don't like football, my friend. That's not what we heard, no. I'm an ice hockey man, <laughs> but I'm the only, only hun that likes Shamrock Rovers. <laughs> what, football? I don't like football, my friend. I'm an ice hockey man, but I'm the only that likes Shamrock Rovers. That's probably true. <laughs> and uh, your thoughts on the, the Gary Twig Supporters Club? What do you think of them so far? You've been driving us for a while now. Yeah, I've been driving Shamrock Rovers supporters for three years now, and they're an excellent bunch of guys. I've been driving Shamrock Rovers fans for three years now. They're an excellent bunch of guys. Yeah, there's been no trouble at all. So, who's the biggest troublemaker out of lot? Have you pinpointed anybody? It must be that old guy, Tony. <laughs> Tony Orr, yeah, do you know what? He doesn't leave me alone either. He's an awful hassle merchant. Well, he's a, he's a, he's a right patter merchant as well. He keeps trying to patronise you. It must be that old git, Tony. He's a right patter merchant as well. He keeps trying to patronise you. <laughs> so, we've, uh, we've had our own tunes on for a while now. What do you think of the music, the choice of music? I think it's a bit old-fashioned. I remember them, so it must be old-fashioned. I think it's a bit old-fashioned. I remember them, so they must be old-fashioned. <laughs> and uh, uh, how are the piss stops decided? When, when do you decide to let the lads take a piss stop? Is it the peer pressure? No, I, I never take peer pressure. I only stop when I think it's safe to stop. Oh, I never take peer pressure. I only stop when I think it's safe to stop. Very good, that was a very diplomatic response. And the speed limits, I've noticed that, uh, you know red lights mean stop in Dublin, you know that, don't you? No, I thought there was somebody standing in the street trying to sell themselves. <laughs> no, on the contrary. I thought it was somebody standing on the streets trying to sell themselves. Because <laughs> we noticed you've, uh, you like to put the foot down. But uh, you know, so we, like I said, we, we like to appreciate everybody here at Shamrock Rovers and we wanted to show some appreciation to our bus driver, Alex, so that's it, and uh, podcast, sit down. <laughs> Go on. Podcast, sit down, you ball bag. So uh, yeah, Alex, um, still, like to this day, I have to kind of, you know, put, tilt my head to the left. Ever so carefully and listen really intently just to get what he's saying. Take as fuck that accent. <coughs> but uh, yeah, and we have um, yeah. So Waterford two one on Tuesday night. 
and the team we gave a league debut to 19 year old Sean Callan as part of a back three Daniel Lafferty was wing back Graham Cummins up front Dylan Watts came in for the suspended Ronan Finn Jack Bourne Armack and Evan Sean Cavanaugh all started on the bench and all came on in the second half so trying to rest them does, does yeah. that I mean was that a rest even though they played 45 minutes well it's half a game it's not a full 90 minutes but as for our debutants uh, Sean Cannon looked composed uh, I think everybody was fairly impressed by him Lafferty looks a player definitely cultured apparently yeah probably like I'm going to put him in my team in my starting 11 but he probably won't feature on Friday that's that's the feeling but I was impressed by him so I think the second league game Jack Byrne didn't start the season the other one was Harps away remember when he was called by Ireland Jacko is yeah. being used to playing every game now and uh, mm. I'd say an old an old rest before balls don't, won't do him too bad he started every competitive aside from the senior cup he started every competitive game since Bray in the League Cup on April 1st that's a long run of starts right so uh, Grant Cummins prof 1-0 on 36 minutes a horrendous back pass again again doesn't seem good no it wasn't saying good it was, was JJ Lunny last time this time it was uh, Slevin but uh, yeah caused it around the Moyes again and uh, Graham Cummins took a while slot home yeah so the, the Vulcan uh, death grip from our, our uh, physio didn't affect him too much did you see that on Twitter no there was a great video of um, Tony I think Tony McCarthy is it the, the physio and he went to touch him after his shoulder against Waterford and he barely touched him and he was he did this really funny expression in pain <laughs> it was like he was being you know when you touch someone's shoulder and they go <laughs> did nearly a, a 360 in pain it was a good video <laughs> I have to see that and uh, yeah so Dean O'Halloran prof equalised on 42nd minute one of my yeah. most hated things about football is conceding between 40 and 45 minutes and a set piece between yeah. oh, 40 and 45 wrong. minutes but uh, I only made the second half of this one so I'm just going by what people told me but Brazzer and other fans are saying that their goal looked offside a couple of yards offside Ooh. so this was a header from a free kick by O'Halloran and uh, injury time Waterford had Carlos Shabdukas sent off for a bad tackle on Lafferty and uh, debatable apparently yeah um, again I didn't see we haven't quite we haven't seen the highlights yet so can't comment on it but heard it was it was a poor tackle but as we know Brazzer has been springing changes at half time lately and he did it again boring a McInef on for Bulger and Cummins strange to give the goal scorer the Hugh Cummins I'd say possibly precaution for Friday. It depends. You wouldn't know how you you wouldn't know how Brad's going to think. No, I'd start green up front all day. Yeah, ah, yeah. On Friday, definitely, not, not yeah. Cummins. Uh, but you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know what's going on. Straight away, though, we looked better with Jack and the ball pulling the strings, and uh, we looked a better team. You know, I'm stating the obvious here, but just looked more. You know, just looked more likely to create ah. straight away. When he was in the look, ball. Look what we've brought on. Absolute creative masterminds there. And then we broke you at 2-1. Finally scoring on his return back to the hoops. 52nd minute. Yeah, assist by Lafferty on the debut. So, couldn't ask for more. It looked like a poor cross initially. It looked like it wasn't going to beat the fir- the first man. But he actually did manage to clip it up. And uh, it, perfect. it dropped for Berkey perfectly. He poked it home. A lot of our play went through Ethan Boyle on the night, which is kind of frustrating because it, it broke down a lot. 
Whereas nine times out of ten, Lafferty's crosses and Sean Cavan when he came on were good crosses. Mm. But most of our like say like eighty percent of our play went down the right side. So it kind of left people scratching their heads. Why use the right side so much? Yeah. Very frustrating at, at, at times. I mean, we were <laughs> lopsided for a while. Do you remember we used to just use the right side with Simon Madden? Yeah. Berkey nearly scored again soon after. He wedded one off the post. He's always wellying things yeah. off the post on the bar. He's, he's abusing that woodwork in front of the sales <laughs> stand. Yeah. He's, that's a vendetta against her or something. Uh, Aaron Green. Three Aaron Green chances. Hattrick. The first one. He just saw it curled wide. I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily say it was a great chance. The third one, he was true on goal, and he decided to catch it on the volley with his left foot. And was it bad decision making, or was it bad finish? Yeah, he should have scored that one. I think that's the is that the one people are going mad about. The third one. I don't think so. Was the six yard? Is it the second one where? This is all anyone is talking about. This Sean Cavanaugh pass again. We were working on getting the clip up online, but first time true ball by Sean Cavanagh. The weight on this pass, and it just sat perfectly for Green. It was was it, was it gorgeous? It was an outrageous pass. Was it gorgeous? It was gorgeous. And uh, I suppose that's the one people are going mad about. Greener should have been sticking that one away. Someone else made and, a good uh, point that. Uh, if if we had been training a lot, we probably would have took it. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what we're kind of waiting for. One like a one 0 win over balls where Green scores. Yeah. I mean that's that just cements his legacy. That cements his like okay, Greener was a good signing. Yeah, that's what we need. A one 0 with Greener. It's coming Friday, Prof. It's coming. There was a ninety second minute last dish tackle by Lee Grace. This is despite playing against ten men and despite missing three great chances, we nearly drew the fucking game in the end. If we not for Grace at the crawled end. Crawled over the line, we got it done. We got it done. It was a nervy last 10 minutes, similar to Harps in the Cup. You know, that was a nervy game and towards the end. But, uh, yeah, got the win. Uh, just over 1,800 in attendance. Once again. <sighs> you fickle sons of bitches. <laughs> um, yeah, a uh, big rendition of Bring on the Bows at the end mm-hmm. as well. So uh, I was only telling you earlier, Prof. I woke up this morning to Jaden having a slagging match with the Bowes fans that he knows. On I think they're playing Fortnite online, and one of them was singing. Um, uh, and he was singing. Did Corker And I said, "Ask, ask him how many goals he's got this season." And uh, Jaden said, "How many goals has Corker got this season?" And his, his mate piped up and said, "Oh, he's injured." And Jaden goes, "Hey!" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it went over about an hour of them singing songs and he's just like yeah yeah he's a Rebecca and he's jumping around the room with the headset on going da, 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 da. and the other guy is singing both songs so it's just noise he's going to be on the junior who's two plus. different songs next week uh, I can't imagine so if we're running <laughs> the Tifties prop yeah. but uh, yeah clean sweep over Waterford four wins out of four Hadn't done four wins out of four since 2011. With anyone? Well, because it's only a, a 10-team league yeah. as, as this year. But we actually didn't do a clean sweep at all last year over anybody. Not even three out of three. And, uh, yeah, five wins in a row in all competitions. Does that matter? 
Going into bowls? No. Oh, but no, we, we've won five in a row. Nothing matters, Prof. Um, the nerves. It's derby week. It started a bit late because we had a game on Tuesday, but the nerves are starting to kick in now because it's going into Wednesday evening. So um, we have the balls at the end. We sang about bring them on. And then we've Mick McCarty, who got a lovely present from Rob Tormey, 70 years of who pennant. And uh, good old Mick, the king of the hairy. And he is following the hoop 70 years and fantastic, fantastic individual, full of stories, full of crack, some man for a point. Love, love being in his presence. He's a great guy. How can you not love Mick McCann? So, uh, big, big shout out to him. It's last year following Rovers as well. So, yeah. So, ch- check out the John Cody article on 42.ie. John with the left foot. Good postman, fantastic postman. Or you can just listen to our show with him and Kevin Brady from last November. With Greg Bulger, who's begun contract negotiations, as he spoke about on the greatest league in the world, and Sean Cabinet signed a new deal a while back with Ronan Finn, supposedly signing one as well. So we are locking down all our stars and making a, 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 a we're gunning for the league. And um, we move on to our Rovers under 19s. We're flying along here now. Uh, we'd lost one nil in Waterford. I didn't even see that result, Prof. That's not good. One nil in Waterford, and they're playing Sligo at the Roadstone tonight on Wednesday as we record this in the semi-final of the cup. So uh, they've got away on Saturday as well. Pack schedule for our young hoops. Yeah. See that clip of Kieran Clark saving Derry? Oh, what a save. Class. Super. Straight onto the bar. I love those. And with the 17 beating Warford 4 1 in Tala. And a Sinclair Armstrong brace in that one. And they travel to Galway on Saturday. So uh, they'll they'll be picking up from the destruction that we've left in our square. <laughs> and the 15s beat Galway 2 0 at Rosal. And their next game is a home to Warford on Saturday. And we have the 13s with. They beat Galway 2 0 at Rosal on the same Saturday afternoon, keeping their hopes of a place in the league semi final alive. It's a trip to Hogan Park in Limerick for the Thirteens on Saturday, and that is our Roadstone news. So, um, yeah, up next we have Sean Callum versus Pico Lopez in Quifties. Okay, we're here for questions from the East End, quarter final between Pico Lopez and Sean Callum. So, I'll just quickly remind you of the rules it's uh, first to five points wins. We're going to go back and forth between football and general knowledge. You guys circle the one you want. And I'll read out that question. Have to take your first answer. Steals are allowed except for multiple choice. Not allowed to steal those. So to determine who goes first, I gave you a question. I asked you how many years has it been since Shamrock Rovers won the FEI Cup. Uh, Sean, what did you say? 21. There you go. 33. The answer was 32. Won in 1987. So Pigo, you get to go first. So you can pick football general knowledge and circles the one you want there. Question is, which is grammatically correct? So, choice of two. The yolk of an egg is white, or the yolk of an egg are white. The yolk. The yolk of the egg are white. That was a trick question. The yolk is yellow. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that, but like I thought it was it was grammatically correct. So yeah. I know it can't be out as well. Be factual, but it could be grammar grammatically. Yeah, I, I can argue. Has a point there. Yeah, to be honest. it can't be out as well. Ray Williams senior gave me that one. So we go for uh, general knowledge, Sean. Uh, one more five, please. You just serve them. Yeah, over here. Uh, 
If you drop a feather or a bowling ball on the moon, which lands first? Same time, no? Yep. You got the two trick questions straight away. <laughs> you got that one. There's a bit of a... Yeah. That's the end of trick questions, I promise yeah, now. a bit of a discrepancy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can explain it back to me. What? Logic question? Uh, well, the question was... Which is, which is grammatically correct? The yolk of an egg is white, or the yolk of an egg are white? Right, so what was the answer? Well, there was, see, there's them two answers that you're given, mm-hmm. they're not right, so... So where are you going here? <laughs> Can't be given the multiple choice question. And the answers are right. Alright, yeah. right, so one shan't, so... I don't know, but I'll just dispute that, but we'll keep going. <laughs> So football, uh, Pigo. Which team won the title in seven of the first nine seasons of Premier League football beginning in 1992? Man United? Yeah. Football, Sean? Uh, two, please. How many goals did Jack Byrne score and set up in this year's Europa League campaign? Um, go for five seconds. Five. Five. Uh, do you want both? Goals and assists. Yeah. Oh. I thought you meant just all together. Well, even then you wouldn't run. It's one and one and six. Probably a chance to steal. Bollocks. <laughs> 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 sorry, we can keep going. Uh, maybe I should restart the question and give you the result. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. You, do you, yeah, you don't mind? Going. Yeah, no, don't yeah sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, general knowledge. Um, Pico. Oh, Who performed the song with the lyric? This could be Rotterdam or anywhere, Liverpool or Rome. Jesus, I know the song, I just don't know who sung it. Blondie? No. Give it a shot. Beatles? No. Uh, the beautiful Celt. General Knowledge, General, Sean? Um, ten, please. Name the man who presented a famous tabloided talk show in America in the 1990s. Jerry Springer. <laughs> you got the money now, one. That was most handy. General knowledge, Pico. Uh, it's football, me, is it? No, general knowledge, still. Oh, three. Named the notorious drug kingpin. Denzel Washington plays in the movie American Gangster. Oh my god. Don't know his name. I'll pass. I won't get his name. Don't know it either. No, it's uh, Frank Lucas. So we'll go back to football. Sean. Five, please. 
Name the three newly promoted teams in this year's English Premier League. Um, Norwich, Sheffield United, and oh Jesus! I'll, I'll judge it. And Villa? No, Derby, Derby, Derby. You said Villa. Oh for fuck's sake! <laughs> I was just yeah, you're trying to get me knocked out. You I was just about to call it. Jesus, Jesus Christ! I was literally going to go over. And, and it's final answer was Derby. No, it was Villa. No, it was final answer was Derby. Had to take first answer. Can't. It's, it's a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> right, football pico. Uh, seven. Stephen Bradley and which other other member of the Rovers football department? Won an FAI Cup medal together with Drogheda in 2005. Tony Mack? No, or was it Sean? Glenn Cronin? No, it was uh, Shane Robinson. Robert Staff? I was going to say him. I Robert said football department, so it was abroad. Yeah, like like okay. Actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know you even said that, brother. To be honest, I thought I meant to ask. Ask that. Sean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll stick with football. And we're on. Sean, next. Nine, please. Which country has won the Cup of America record 15 times? Brazil. No, over to Pico. Argentina? I had a feeling you'd say that. It's uh, Uruguay. Football people. Um, not much right. How did Irish referee Michelle O'Neill make history recently? She was a Lions woman in the Europe Super Cup, the Super Cup mm-hmm. final. Yeah, I'd be more to that answer. Uh, she's the first Irish woman. Officiate. I don't know. Spot on, I think, to be honest. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you, though. Well, exactly what I was looking for was she was part of the all first ever all female officials to reference. Right. Well, I'll give it I've been harsh on yourself. You've been very harsh, so I'm going to give you that point. Uh, general knowledge. Sean. Spell the word privilege. P R I V E L A G E. No, chance for Pico here. P R I V E double L A G E. Now it's P R I V I L E G E. General knowledge, uh, Pico. Uh, six, please. Alright, alright. Who's going? Sean Blum getting going in. Yeah. Proper done in. Got a man sent off in the. <laughs> 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 uh, multiple choice question. Which of these. Oh, sorry, remember me. What number do you want? Six. Six. Which of these planets in our solar system has a ring? Is it Mercury, Saturn, or Venus? Saturn. 
Now you're back level now, right? No, no more complaints. Was it three on? Three yeah. All, yeah. No more complaints. And my footballer. Uh, we got football, Sean. Uh, ten, please. In 2010, Aidan McGeady left Celtic for which European club? Sunderland? No, pick up. CSK Moscow? No, I can't give it to you. Spartak Moscow. Ah, oh, yeah. oh, Fucking oh, hell! Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my god. Football, uh, Pico. Uh, I got number two. Oh, sorry, that's channel notes. No. Number eight, please. Yeah. yeah. Just put an exercise so we know it's yeah. still old. You want number eight? Eight football. Uh, name the balls player who scored four goals against UCD last week, and I want his full name. Andre Roy. Yep. Three. Stepping the middle name, you want it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Alexander Roy. Yeah, I got. I got for two. Shots. Generalized two, right? Peaky Blinders is back on our screen soon. So, who does Killian Murphy play in the show? <coughs> he plays. Face, Blank. I don't watch it, but I'm just going to say watch watch Paddy Murphy. <laughs> no. It's uh, Thomas Shelby. Oh, so, Jaron Lodge, Pigo. Uh, Vaduz is the capital of which country? Vaduz. Vaduz, whatever it is. Guatemala? No. Oh, clue. No idea. No. It's uh, Liechtenstein. Ah, Jesus. They're literally the only football club in Liechtenstein, so. Yeah. For football reasons, that you might know. Uh, football. Sean. Six. Uh, multiple choice. In what year? Did Michael O'Neill leave Shamrock Rovers to become Northern Ireland manager? Was it 2010, 2011, or was it 2012? Um, 2012. No, it was 2011. Couldn't see that one. Yeah. Um, will we stick with football? So, Pico. Yeah, yeah. Number one. Last one. Who are the only two Shamrock Rovers players to feature in all 28 league games so far this season? Alan Manis. And myself. Yep. Oh, that's <laughs> it. That's the winner. <laughs> Good comeback there. Yeah. It's not five years. That's five years. Oh. I don't know how I came back there. <laughs> the, the last four questions. There's definitely a discrepancy there. True, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 5-3 win for Pico, and he is through to the next round. P- could be Pico yeah. and McInef in, in this one, couldn't it, bro? That's what it is. That's what it is. It's a banger. Pico versus McInef. I showed the draw to Joey O'Brien. He says, leave him and Big Al to last, because the winner will come from there. <laughs> He's so confident, isn't yeah. he? I love it. 
Love it. As for, um, as for our competition, the other one we run on, on yeah. Facebook, you have to predict who's going to win quarterfinal, semi-final, final. Couple of people pick Callum. Forty-two entries. Uh, one person was unable to read the cup brackets properly, so he eliminated himself straight away. <laughs> uh, so the people who thought Boyd and Callum, Callum would win are gone. That just leaves twenty-seven left. Twenty-seven. Interestingly, only one person predicts the exact same brute as me, and Ooh. that is Pigo to beat McAniff in the semis and Joey O'Brien to beat Ethan Boyle in the semis and then Joey to beat Pigo in the final that's Sean Keane Sean Keane the only one still on the list of hatred by the way oh is he yep definitely is never coming off it he'd be upset to hear that never he is upset to hear that that's what I'm saying (laughs) he is upset Uh, yeah so we're going to move on quickly because we have this starting 11s and predictions and Prof I'm not doing it off the top of my head this time funny you say that First time all year, I have written down my team. Oh, I have a, bit, I have a few scribbles here myself. I have a few scribbles here myself. I'll let you go first, actually. Okay. The usual formation. Yep. Oh, are you going for three at the back, Prof? You're going to surprise us like you did in Europe. I, I, I don't deal with formations. They, they confuse me. <laughs> the cloud. So, my team is Adam Manis, okay. Joey O'Brien. Ooh, is he fit? Uh, he needs to be. Oh. Because he was the difference in Daily Mount Get last year. Injections into you. If he had played in Daily Mount in June, we would not have lost that game. Mm. Because look where the, the penalties came from. It came from that position. Oh, you have me have me going for a jumble now. Right, Manus O'Brien, Lopez, Grace, and Lafferty. Though, as I said, I don't think he will start him. Right, I will start him. Jack Byrne. Finn, Bolger, McAniff. Hold on, who's your right full? Cavo on the wing. My right full is Joey. Ah, okay, okay. Lafferty right. is left full. Right. Midfield, Byrne, Finn, Bolger, McAniff, Cavo and Green up front. Okay, pretty much, yeah. Mine's quite similar, but if I'm going without Joey, if he's injured. So if this is Joey's team. This is the team if Joey's out, right? Manus, Lafferty left full, Grayson Pico centre half, Ronald Finn right back. Ooh. Yeah. Can't play the other guy, I'm going to be honest. I can't play the spade, I can't play him. Cavo on the left, Jack McAniff, Bulger in the middle, Borky on the right, cutting in with that left foot, and Green are up top. But if Joey. Mm. If Joey. Do you know it's a left out Burke, by the way? You left out Burke, yeah. Uh, Maloney and yourself are saying that. But I just think. I think he could. He could pop up with something special. But then again, you could bring him off the bench. I'm gonna leave. I, I've no confirmation that Joey's fit, so I'm gonna leave need, my team as it is. I think we need ten grafters for this game, girl. I've just noticed Finn making those darting runs from the kind of right side position. He did it against Waterford, and he set up Jack Bourne for a second goal. I think it was. Yeah. He did it against Drogheda for a fourth goal. <clears throat> Cavo's goal and put Greener in. I just think we need a solid, solid man there at right full. Just to give us a bit of stability there, considering it's it's been a, a weak point in more in recent derbies. So um, yeah, if I'm gonna go with Joey being injured, I've had no other confirmation to that. But uh, Bork is pop, he didn't doesn't look too sharp, so could be a good show. But I'm uh, mm. I'm hoping his 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 is the way he can be spontaneous and that bit of class. I'm hoping he can just yes. step up. Not much else to say, but this this needs to end now. Yeah, um, no, let's just, let's just move on and get to the game. We can't talk about it. It needs to end. It's, it's not funny at this stage. People have, a couple of people have asked me when was the last time they whitewashed us. It was 2008. They won all three they games. Won the, they won the league. We are aiming to stop 
their all-time unbeaten run against us here in the league. If they were to do it, it would be a record. If they were to make it five wins in a row, it would be a record. So we were, we were able to stop records here. But We have to do it. I don't even think about a draw. It, just, it, it needs to be a win. Let's get into the game. Stuck in early. No red cards, no mistakes, no refereeing blunders. Let's mm. just have, let's just get out there and, and stick it to them. We've been doing this podcast for two and a half years and it's been nothing but, almost nothing but positive in every possible sense. Literally the only downside has been the Bowles results. Huh? We won our first three games against them. The bane of our lives. But since then, one point out of eight. Not good enough. Not good enough. Mm. And it's the reason why we're not in contention. Well, not majorly in contention for the league so um, I have a, have a, I don't have a score prediction because as I said before I don't I hate derbies and I I'm going to say 2-1 I'm not right? making score predictions I'll say 2 but what I will say is if we do it if we finally win you're going to streak in the nude <laughs> it's like you're reading you've off. heard it here first it's like you're reading off my script <laughs> but obviously it's going to be euphoria right if we win but I have a prediction for how other people will react. Oh, Other yeah. fans, right? Well, they should be beating us. Yes, right? The whole reaction to our win, if we do it, Minos. Will, will be uh. on our celebrations. They'll be think we'll be, they'll, they'll call us over the top. Oh, you swear they won the league. Yeah, you swear they won the World Cup. Even though these are the same people who have been celebrating forcing, wildly. Forcing us to carry this horrible weight on our shoulders for 2 0 of this derby. Every single journal asks Brazzer the Derby, the Derby, the Derby. He gets we get wins in Europe. We've had a good league season. Hopefully, a run to the cup semi-finals. But every time, the Derby, Stephen. What about the Derby? Oh, we have to celebrate this like absolute lunatics. Unreal celebrations, if and we're we entitled. To. We if we pull entitled. this off, I will be all over the shop. I'm I'm going for the weekend. The missus phones off. Don't ring me. I am out on it until Monday. <laughs> Do not contact me. It's a uh, yeah. So we're gonna finish up there with the junior hoops raffle. Uh, do we have to talk about this for fuck's sake? Junior hoops again. We're gonna give them ten seconds. Junior so. hoops. Um, they've a raffle. Go fucking see them. I don't know. No, they've a they've a raffle and. Uh, Go and find them at the usual spots. Some fantastic prizes, signed jerseys, memorabilia, all sorts of good stuff and uh, cheap as well. So go see the junior hoops and get, give them a few quid because they do fantastic stuff in the round test stadium. Uh, they're all right, guys. So um, that is it for Except this week. Buggies. Except buggies. <laughs> That's it for this week. Uh, we will see you in the South Stand, the Profs Perch, the Derby, and keep on hooping. See ya.